What's up, what's up, what's up, my peeps? Welcome back to another episode of Twisted Sisters Pod. It's your host, Chelsea. And Michaela. Hi, Michaela. Hi. Um, There's not too much going on. We can go ahead and probably jump into this episode, but I just want to say leave Ariana Grande alone. <laughs> exactly. It's it's getting weird. Getting weird. <laughs> it's getting really weird. Like, just... <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. Leave her alone. But this week, your host will be discussing the mean girl archetype and why we all just love to hate them from the likes of Regina George, Sharpay Evans, Blair Waldorf, Queen B, Brooke Davis, Catherine Pierce, and our favorite pretty little liar, Allison Dillarentes. All of you ladies, prepare to have that wig pushed back just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. But we hope you all enjoy this episode. All relevant information will be in the description of this episode, but let's get started. All right. So, you know, we got to jump into the historical context first. Always. One of, one of the earliest iterations of the Mean Girl trope can be tied back to the comedy, Black comedy film Heathers that was released in 1989. And this film is about a group of high school girls that are all named Heather who have these aspirations of being popular so much so that it causes people their lives in the process. Hmm. now have you sorry to cut you off have oh, you seen this movie no i have not i actually want to watch it though it sounds interesting i've mm. never heard of it it's a cult classic apparently really? yeah hmm. i've seen a lot about it before but i've never seen it so i think i'm gonna watch it one day yeah okay yeah we should watch that yeah now, one of the most iconic and widely recognized takes on the Mean Girl trope comes from 2004's Mean Girls, of course. Now, Mean Girls is based on a book called Queen Bees and Wannabes, which was written by Rosalind Wiseman. And this book is sort of like, sort of like a self-help guide for moms with teenage daughters and how to help them navigate through cliques, bullying, and other aggressive behaviors from other teenage girls alike. Uh... <clears throat> Typical defining characteristics of the mean girl character would be preoccupied with being on top slash the need for control to be in control mm -hmm. constantly. They're usually very attractive. And I've seen a lot of blonde mean girls being portrayed on screen, but we're going to talk about some brunettes today. What do you well, think that is? I don't know. I mean, well, you know, I feel like in society and I'm just mainly speaking for white people, but like. You know they what they say about like blondes like that's like their version of colorism kind of like <laughs> blondes do it better. Yes, <laughs> so maybe that's why I don't know. Okay, and uh, they're typically wealthy, very self centered, and their willingness to sacrifice others for their own gain. They use mind games and manipulation. And they usually have a group of friends that follow their every move and typically have a good looking or equally popular guy on their arm, typically intelligent, although we do have some exceptions to this <laughs> <laughs> and issues in their home slash personal lives that are the reason for this mean behavior that they display. And mainly mean girls are white. Mm -hmm. That's not to say there's not mean black girls or anything like that oh yeah for sure but the ones that are like popular Most and heavily popular. you know quoted in pop culture are white girls but let's go ahead and discuss our mean girls for today's episode um just a heads up this 
Next section will have mild spoilers for different shows. You have been warned. These shows are all a little bit older, so I think you're safe, but I don't know. <laughs> Like, if you Just haven't seen it at this point, then I don't know. you've been warned, you know, not all of us are savvy. And we'll leave it at that. But let's talk about Alison De Laurentiis. Ugh. This is literally a 14-year-old child that had the entire town of Rosewood just shaking in their boots, quivering in fear, just in this chokehold. Like, how and why do you have blackmail on literally every single adult in this town? Like, why are adults scared of you? Like... <laughs> How do you have multiple people just attempt to kill you all on the same night? Like, this girl was literally That is crazy. buried alive. It's just a little iconic, if you ask me. I don't know. But in all seriousness, Allison was a nasty little thing. I mean, every flashback in the first season is literally just her bullying someone. So she gave plenty of people the motive to want to kill her. Um, You know, like I said, she got hit in the back of the head. She was buried alive. As the show progresses, you can see all the people who would possibly do this to her and why they would want to. And this lasts for six seasons. So we, she was very much hated by a lot of people and she was feared by many more people. So that's why she could kind of get away with being a mean girl. But she was just a genuine mean girl. She was cold, manipulative, borderline sociopathic, excuse me. She is probably the meanest girl that will be mentioned in today's episode. You know, we're going to disregard the redemption arc that happens later on because that's just nonsense. You know, she's mean to her core. She's never going to change. She was just uh, a really cruel individual. I mean, she called one of her classmates pigskin, which is. Uh, so what is that? Why did she say that? So that was her nickname for Paige. I don't know if you remember her, but Yeah. I think Paige had acne or something. Oh, God. Or eczema. It was something with her skin. Or I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, you know, that was why. Wow. She called another student, Lucas Hermie, and that was short for a word I'm not going to say. Just use context clues. But she made fun of one of her best friends for being gay, you know, making little snide comments like, Em, maybe you like this Beyonce video a little bit too much. <laughs> and then she would, you know, Hannah, are you sure you want another cupcake? Oh, wow. I can help you get rid of it, you know, just stuff like that. Like, she was legit mean. And she blackmailed her best friend Arya's father for having an affair. Like, that man was giving her money to keep her quiet. Like, she was just messy down. And that's why I think she was just beyond her mean girl peers. Like, she was doing a lot of really devious things, especially to adults. Like, what Regina and Blair did was just... child's play compared to someone who is literally responsible for setting somebody's house on fire with somebody in it you know Mm it's -hmm. just Mm -hmm. Isn't she blind, Jenna? Like, yes wasn't that her who did <laughs> that? yes Wow. yeah well i guess some people could argue it was a group effort but i'm pretty sure she's the one that threw that Yeah. in there yeah Because I didn't see that part, so it was her. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you you watch a little bit of pll like allison was mean like Yeah. Not even She's the a funny bitch. kind. Yeah, like she was literally horrible. Like, how did, but no one could beat her up because she had all this dirt on everybody, you know? crazy It's, it's pretty iconic. Like, 
no one can touch you right and you're like 14 awful yes yes but like most mean girls allison had a lot of reasons to be mean she takes it way too far most of the times but when you look at her life and her backstory she had to be that way like no one was gonna stick up for her she comes from a family that though they're wealthy they were pretty neglectful, and there's a lot of trauma with that, too, that we won't get into for the sake of spoilers, but she was literally being preyed upon by grown-ass men, and then she was being harassed by these grown-ass men's girlfriends. Like, that would make me want to be like, oh, okay, well, here's how this is about to go. I'm about to get dirt on you. I'm about to put you in my pocket. Like, y'all think y'all are about to do all this to me? I'm 14. Like, No. But I don't know. I don't think her actions were justified, but after seeing how many people wanted to see her dead and you realize she is just a teenager, Mm -hmm. you do really feel bad for her. And the fact that people literally tried to kill her. Yeah. And she's only a year removed from being a preteen. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's rough, but that's not to say she wasn't, she, (laughs) You was too young to be doing all that. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely meets the criteria for a mean girl, you know, but mean girl does for like too casual of a label for a person like her. She has a friend group that follows her around. You know, she easily manipulate them and she does multiple times. Um, she comes from a wealthy family. She's attractive. She's blonde. She's self-centered and she will quite literally lie her way to the top, but Allison's story shows everyone that being mean gets you nowhere. Why do you think she had to fake her own death? Come on. Very true. Yes. But let's talk about Blair Waldorf, the alleged queen bee. I say alleged because she's not my queen bee. Not my queen. Y'all know I don't really care for Blair like that. I'm a Serena girl through and through. But even I can't deny that Blair Waldorf may be the most popular mean girl to appear on the CW. Maybe television, period. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, Blair is like TV's Regina George as far as popularity goes. Like, the girls love Blair, and I don't know why, but (laughs) Blair was ritty. Ritty. (laughs) She was rich. (laughs) Okay, that's our word for today's episode. She's ritty. ritty. She was ritty. She was rich, very pretty. Ritty. Get it? Uh Uh-huh. And she's really obsessed with world domination and taking over the Upper East Side. She actually has a lot of interesting aspirations, which make her pretty interesting. She just wants to be like this very successful woman and she'll stop at nothing to get it, which part of me actually kind of respects. But she will do anything, even if it means hurting someone in the process. The someone in question usually being Serena. But she had minions follow her around and do whatever it was that she asked, even the most ridiculous of tasks. She had Chuck Bass on her arm. And I know what you're thinking. He's not that. But in the Gossip (laughs) Girl universe, yeah, he was very desired, you know. But she had it all. But unfortunately, like most mean girls, she is very insecure. And sometimes for people like that, having it all just is not enough. She was constantly comparing herself to Serena And she just felt the need to one-up her, despite the fact that it just never gave. Now, I will say, Blair, I don't care for you like that, but I definitely understand why you were so insecure when it came to Serena. Like, this girl slept with their boyfriend twice. 
things did come a little bit easier for Serena. You know, Blair, like I said, she's hardworking. If she wasn't such a bitch, like, you would probably like her, but... That's what that's my thing, too. Like, some of the stuff that happened to Blair was bad, but, like, mm -hmm. when I think about some of the stuff she's done and said, I'm just like, I don't feel bad for you. Yeah, she's horrible. I mean, she outed Eric's... Right? Oh, my God, I forgot she did that. She's she's horrible. Like, she's a horrible person, genuinely. Mm -hmm. I mean, she... Her insecurity is what makes her truly mean. Especially when it came to Serena. Like, I don't know how they ended up being friends at the end of the show. Because it was just right? always... Like, Blair literally... Usually, the fight between them came from Blair. Like, don't get me wrong. Serena would do some dumb shit, too. But most mm -hmm. of the time, it was just Blair literally getting jealous of Serena and trying to sabotage her and be like, you get everything. Why can't you let me have this one thing? And it's just like, it's not Serena's fault. She's an it girl. Right. Serena, you know I had to defend you, sister. I'm not going to let that go down. But <laughs> she, like we just said, time and time again, we see how mean girls let jealousy sabotage everything they're going for. You know, all the things they have going for themselves. Blair had a lot of great opportunities, but she was so worried about what Serena had going on. Like, okay, forget about this. I already got this. How can I beat Serena? You know? Mm -hmm. But... Not to mention the fact that she is incredibly classes and just all around a pretty shitty person to everyone who is outside of her social circle. I mean, in the beginning, she was horrible to Dan and Vanessa, constantly making the mar remarks about them being from Brooklyn, like that's such mm -hmm. a bad place to live. Like it's just some type of foreign place. And then just stuff like that. <laughs> all in all, Blair was always somewhere scheming, lying, and manipulating the situation to her advantage and... She manages to take a jab at poor people in between. It sounds like a mean girl to me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Let's talk about my favorite, Catherine Pierce. So imagine what would happen if you gave a mean girl super strength, immortality, and a set of pretty white things. It's quite a nightmare, right? But her name is Catherine Pierce. Catherine <laughs> steers up trouble at every chance she gets, and she is often a villain on The Vampire Diaries. A pretty overused one at that, but we're not going to get into that. She is just hell-bent on ruining Elena's life. And for those of you who don't know, Catherine and Elena are doppelgangers. They look exactly the same. Catherine is a little more cunt, but <laughs> they could pass for each other. Like, that's the whole thing there. But Catherine is often held as this sort of iconic girl boss type of character in pop culture, especially to fans of the show. And you can make the argument that she is compared to someone like Elena, who's a little more bland, um, a little more woe is me type of girl. Mm -hmm. But when you peel back the layers, Catherine is just a mean girl who seeks love and attention, and she doesn't care who will get hurt or killed for her to get it. All of the horrible things she does is to get Stefan back from Elena. You know, she literally put her long lost daughter on the back burner and used her to get Stefan back. Mm -hmm. Mind you, Stefan, it gave, but it's not that serious. <laughs> like, it definitely gave do all that but no everything she does is about a man usually Stefan but sometimes it's about other people mm. all that being said she is still very campy and one of the more interesting characters on the show she is a mean girl and she never tries to deny it this is a quote from <laughs> Catherine herself let me see if I can imitate her voice <laughs> we both know I could rip you to shreds and do hold on hold on let me start over <laughs> 
But we both know I could rip you to shreds and do my nails at the same time. Like, uh, eat, eat, eat. That's my sister for real. But Catherine is especially unique because she's actually funny. She has a lot of great one-liners. She dresses better than Elena. She does her hair and makeup better than Elena. She just is more compelling than Elena at every turn. Like, not even just looks-wise, but just personality. Like, like I said, Elena is more of like a sensitive like just i don't know how to explain it elena's just boring compared to Catherine, honestly but you know she fits the mean girl archetype she is incredibly smart she used her wits to run from the big bad klaus for hundreds of years she's self-centered and she will not do anything that doesn't benefit her she uses people and disposes of them when she's done she has a really tragic backstory which we won't get into this episode but she checks all the boxes plus she's extremely hot <laughs> I mean, at one point, she literally becomes the queen of hell. Need I say more? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, we got to talk about the epitome of the mean girl trope. And that is Miss Regina George. Nine times out of 10, whenever somebody, whenever you ask somebody who they think of when they think about the term mean girl, they're going to say Regina. Like, she's mm -hmm. really that one, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, she has every one of the characteristics that are associated with this trope. She's beautiful, blonde, white, rich, and she has an attractive, mm, that can be argued, an attractive Joss You're so Wade mean. <laughs> I mean, Aaron, I mean, I guess he's to like 2000s hot, not really mm -hmm. like now. But I will like, say in the new one that just came out, mm -hmm. he he doesn't give jock to me. Oh, absolutely not. Like, low-key, he doesn't in the, in the original to me mm -hmm. either, but, like, yeah. really in that one. He should have been, like, an art kid. I don't know. He kind of has that face. Like, I don't yeah. think he's ugly or anything like that. I just, it wasn't given, like, he did it with all. Like, yeah, like, I'm like, what did y'all talk about? Right. He, like, that boy skateboards. <laughs> don't play with me. Yes, like he writes songs. He's mm -hmm. the artsy fartsy type. He's not. He exactly. wouldn't even look at a girl like Regina. Like he wouldn't even like her at all. Yeah, the new one just had a lot of miscasts all over the board. It did. Anyway, and Regina has two million to follow her every move, and most importantly, she's manipulative and cunning to the point of no return. Her most important pro uh, priority is her popularity, and obviously that becomes threatened when she takes Katie Heron under her wing, and Katie becomes more popular than her. Mm -hmm. Now, this shift in the hierarchy makes Regina feel threatened to the point where she is determined to send Katie back to this social outcast so that the order can be restored. Regina George is genuinely mean, and she takes pride in this behavior, and many of the North Shore High students have commended her for this. Like One of them was like, one time she punched me in the face. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she manipulates people around her to give her exactly what she wants. And whether that's making her parents give her that bigger bedroom in her house or breaking up other couples with a well-placed phone call to the girl's mother saying that she has, I think she might've said she had an STD. It was either that or a pregnancy scare. I think it was a pregnancy scare. Okay. I couldn't remember which one, but. I knew it was something nasty. <laughs> now, whether or not Regina is book smart is pretty much up for debate, but especially because the main reason that she started that rumor that Janice Ian was a lesbian is because she didn't know what Le Lebanese was, <laughs> which is crazy. 
However, Regina's intelligence shines through her ability to manipulate people into getting what she wants them to do. And I mean, that must take some smarts to come up with the schemes that she does. Yeah. And one thing about Regina that I think a lot of the other girls on this list do not have is people want to be her. Like, yes, when they cut them holes in their tank tops because her bra was showing like, like Regina is not only mean, but like she's truly one of the ones that you love to hate. Like everyone wants to be Mm -hmm. like Regina. Like she is the trendsetter. She's the moment. She's everything. So that is what makes her, yeah, probably the best mean girl we've seen. Exactly. Because all the other ones are just mean. Like, Allison, nobody wants to be her. Like, people hate her. (laughs) (laughs) Regina, like, a few people hated her, but most people just were, like, infatuated by her. Yeah. She's, like, a celebrity in a sense. Yeah. Which is weird, because, like... Not high school. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Next up, we got Brooke Davis. And honestly, I would argue that she's one of the more tame examples of a mean girl that we have on this list. And I wouldn't say that Brooke is necessarily super smart or super dumb. She's more like an average student. I think she was like failing one of her classes. I can't remember. But she also managed to be student council president. So she has to be smart in some way. Yeah. But I would say that her cunningness is exuded through her sexuality more so than being like book smart, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. And uh, she was more of like a popular, quote unquote, slutty. This is not my words for that, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the early 2000s (laughs) and shallow girl archetype. But she did have her messy ways that ultimately landed her on this list. And that mainly becomes from her treatment of Haley in the earlier seasons of One Tree Hill. Now, I personally enjoy Brooke and Haley as a friendship over uh, Peyton and Brooke, but Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the show, it didn't really always start out that way, and Brooke disregarded Haley as a person in general, and she only really referred to her as Tudor Girl rather than her actual name. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) It was messy. (laughs) And although we know that Naley is one of the most rooted for couples on the show next to Brooke, I mean, not Brooke and Peyton. Peyton and Lucas. Do but people root for them? Yeah, it's weird. Who? I've seen people out there. I don't get it either, but... Lucas needs to be by himself. Hindu. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that all day for real. But during season one, Peyton and Nathan were together, and things start to get a little messy when Haley becomes his tutor. And to make a long story short, Brooke was meddling through Nathan's room during a party that he was having at his house, And she found this like test prep box in his room that Haley had given him. And in the box were a bunch of little encouraging notes that were to help motivate him to study. Haley is such a sweetheart. Like, come on. I don't know. Like, she's a little, she was a little boring to me, but still like. I mean, she's like the girl next door type that we will talk about later, but just. There there has to be a balance on the show, you know? Yeah, there has to be the mean girl and, like, the the one you want to root for. And mm-hmm. I think for this show, it was Brooke and the girl next door was probably Haley. Not really yeah. Peyton. Well, I guess... Even though it really kind of was Peyton, though. Yeah, I was about to say, Peyton could actually kind of fit into that category. Yeah, but I Haley think is she so does. sweet. I'm she a Naley shooter, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that show. I never finished it, but... Or I've watched it's it. I didn't finish it. it. But I kind of want to rewatch it, but I feel like it's kind of boring. It is kind of boring. 
don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when Haley made it to the party at Nathan's house, Brooke lied and told her that Nathan passed around this no the notes and that humiliated her and caused her mm -hmm. to leave the party early. Like, and I think... She's so mean. Yeah, but like she... She was just doing a whole bunch of stuff that night. Like, I think she even uh, did something to, like, sabotage Peyton and Lucas or something like that, too. Because mm -hmm. they were, like, playing spin the bottle, I think. And, like, when she woke up the next morning, of course, she just tried to blame it on the fact that she was drunk. And she did Queen. all that stuff, so. <laughs> That's right, girl. I know. Blame it on alcohol. Right. Period. And perhaps one of the most nasty mean girl behaviors that Brooke displays comes from when her and Peyton are on the outs. Oh, now as always, <laughs> right? Most of their issues have uh, happen when it has something to do with Lucas, which is not a surprise. <laughs> to which neither of them are innocent. But Brooke saying what she said about Peyton's dead mothers was kind of a lot for me. She mm -hmm. says, "I'm gonna oh, you have to, to say it. Yeah. You have to say it the way she would say it." <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay Peyton here have I mentioned that if you love me you're probably gonna die soon see mothers one and two uh, yes <laughs> you sound just like her I don't think I could do it hold on do it try it okay <laughs> Peyton here again have I mentioned that if you love me I can't do it you're probably gonna die soon see mothers one and two I can't do it <laughs> Sophia Bush, we we love your we voice. Love We're not making you. fun of you. Yeah, <laughs> I really love it's you. It's just funny. Yes. At this point in the show, Peyton had just reconnected with her birth mom, and she mm -hmm. happened to die of cancer shortly after they reconnected. And her adopted mother had been dead for like many years. I think she died like before the show even started. But honestly, this was a little bit too far, especially yeah. because. If this is supposed to be your best friend from when you were nine years old, you say this about her, especially over somebody like Lucas. That's a low blow for sure. Yeah. And, like and this Lucas, is coming exactly. from somebody who loathes Peyton. Like, I hate that girl. Mm -hmm. But you took it too far, Brooke. Peyton is the worst. But, yeah, <laughs> I agree. That was very mean, especially over Lucas. Like, and who is Lucas? Y'all would both be better off without him. Exactly. And she <laughs> smacked Peyton in the face. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Mean girls are always smacking somebody. <laughs> That's another defining characteristic. Somebody is always getting slapped by a mean girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's horrible. Brooke, it is. you nasty little thing. Yeah, that was real nasty. I can't defend you on that one, sister. Yeah, and I like Brooke, but that was mean. Mm -hmm. I remember that. <sighs> and that. Last but not least, Sharpay Evans. Now, Sharpay is the most tame example of a mean girl that on this list due to the content wise being the high school musical is a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> However, when you look at the top defining characteristics that we discussed earlier in the episode, Sharpay pretty much has all of them. She's self-centered and very preoccupied with being on top. She's the co-president of East High's drama club along with her twin brother, Ryan. She and Ryan are pretty much the anchors of this club, and they have starred in all the school productions since they were in kindergarten. Not That's to actually, mention, so I know cute. it's crazy, ain't it? I love that for them. <laughs> Not to mention that anybody else who auditioned, 
tried and failed miserably. Like we've seen all the outtakes when they were singing that one song. I forgot what it's called, but yeah. And Sharpay, she's just very hell-bent on being the best at her craft. And it's even said that if she could play both roles, Ryan would be aced out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> and with this being said, it's an understatement to say that Sharpay had an issue with Gabriella and Troy threatening her and Ryan's spot as the stars of the musical. Which, I mean, I get it because after all these years, nobody else wanted to try out. And then y'all just come and try to take my shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no. And then the people of all the people who've done it, like a athlete and an athlete. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. And Sharpay's dislike for Gabriella comes almost instantly. She's the new girl who infringes on two things that Sharpay takes interest in the most, which is the school play and oh Troy Bolton. Troy Bolton. T <laughs> King. She puts together these little petty little schemes to cement Gabriella's reputation as the quote-unquote freaky math girl. Like, she leaks these articles that expose how smart Gabriella is. And I think it was when she was at her old school, she won, like, some major award. Mm -hmm. And this uh, results in her being scouted for the school, Scholastic Decathlon. And the basketball team pretty much looks down on anybody who's in this group and that includes Troy. However, imagine niggas hating on you because you're smart. Like, right? Like, what do you mean you look down on somebody being smart? That's so stupid. It don't like, even make sense. Like, what? Talking about a round ball. Like, what? Maybe you should try to be smarter. Exactly. You could probably learn a thing or two. Mm, period. But her little scheme ends up failing because Troy and Gabriella continue to glow, grow close despite her being on the decathlon and the big theme in high school musical one is the click system which prompted the stick to the status quo musical number that is very iconic and sharpay she has no problem with the click system and dislikes the idea of dismantling it because she's at the top like why would she want to give that up right it's funny like sharpay girl you was down bad like like setting I'm, him up with a summer job and then yes. he invites all his friends like i'd be sick oh my gosh like you did all that just to get close to him and what Oof. just drub them right into each other's arms mm -hmm. and i'm just like what happened to zeke like i thought y'all were getting close yeah Word. but i think sharpay she just she wanted troy you know yeah. on paper he's the most logical partner for her anyway but for sure but yeah Zeke was cute. He was cute. I think they and... were going to take that route, but I guess something happened. We needed the drama of Sharpay mm -hmm. running after Troy. Yeah. But let's talk about the mean girl's arch nemesis. The pick-me girl, the girls who's not like other girls, the girl next door, just the polar opposite of the mean girl. You know, we have people like Katie Heron to Gabrielle Munt. I cannot say your name. Gabriella Montez. Why does I still feel wrong? No, every sorry. okay. <laughs> every mean girl just has their polar opposite that gains the male validation that they're looking for through her politeness and just overall happy go lucky persona. 
she also has more of like a tomboyish or planetary compared to our main girl. You know, think of the stark contrast between Catherine and Elena's wardrobe or Regina and Katie in the beginning. Like, mm -hmm. Katie was, I don't even know what she was wearing. Like, <laughs> or Sharpie and Gabriella. Now, Gra Gabriella, she dressed a little more like a normal person than these other people, but it's mm -hmm. usually a very stark contrast. Like, our main girl, she's wearing more pink, you know, her clothes just pop a little bit more she catches attention like mm -hmm. you look around you're gonna look at the person wearing bright pink and headbands and shit like that not the one in the flannel and capris you know <laughs> like it's just really different um but our girl next door she is the person that most audience members can relate to you know that's why she's there people are gonna root for her over the mean girl just because they relate to her and the mean girl is obviously she's just too mean right but mm -hmm. our mean girl is typically just more feminine than our girl not <laughs> I can't even say it she is more feminine than our girl who is not like the other girls and this can cause femininity to be seen as a bad thing because we associate it with mean girls right mm -hmm. too much femininity becomes a character flaw um, which we see in mean girls a lot and that means it's also going to be deemed a flaw in real life on the same token too little femininity can cause femininity oh the f word too little can be considered as a defect right because you know you're a bit too masculine or you know whatever the case may be and we see how allison delorentes treats all of her friends whose femininity does not align with her she's ostracizes them she's just very mean to them and just literally picks them apart you know what we said earlier about her you know emily was just a little too masculine like oh you like this beyonce video too much why are you dressed like that hannah you're not skinny enough for you know just all of the things that to her make her a woman anyone who did not meet that you're getting picked on you know just point blank period but for many women today, you kind of have to fall somewhere on the spectrum because people will not treat you like a human being if you're too much on one side or the other, right? You're too feminine, you're a mean girl, you're cold, you're a bitch, blah, 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 blah. But if you're not so feminine, oh, you know, there's speculation about your sexuality, you know, you're just standoffish, you're weird, you know, there's no... You have to fall somewhere in the middle, right? But you have to change things about yourself to conform to being right in the middle of the spectrum. And it's actually pretty funny when you think about it, because what does every woman on the spectrum have in common? We're all changing something about ourselves for the benefit of a man, which imagine how tired we are, right? But it's true. I mean, mean girls do not have a positive connotation in media and neither do the Katie's, you know, like we call girls like that boring or, you know, think of Pam from the office, like she's office hot. Like, why can't she just be hot in real life? You know, like mm -hmm. just stuff like that, where either whoever you are, there's going to be something wrong with you. So it's like, just be yourself. You're so smart. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, just long story short, the tropes are necessary. They portray a deeper analysis, right? Because, I mean, like we just said, mean girls, there's always something wrong with them at home. You know, there's always something going on. But 
they take it out on other people and our passive person girl next door she does not mm -hmm. but somehow in these shows and movies the girl next door is the one who comes out on top or whatever but the girl next door also tries to become the mean girl you know she has to scheme and you know steal tricks from the mean girl so all in all just be yourself neither one of them are winning the boy is gonna dump the girl next door and go get with the mean girl eventually like And then at the end of it, he's probably not going to be with either one. Yep, he'll find some normal person to be with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, not only do we see the mean girl trope run rampant on our screens, there are times when we do see this behavior manifest in the real world as well. Though it might not be as dramatic as some of the portrayals that we talked about in today's episode, we've all gone to school with or come across a girl who has at least one of these characteristics that we list. Mm -hmm. Now, we can't discuss mean girls and not tie in social media. Social media platforms like Twitter, for example, have given people the confidence to say things that they wouldn't dare say to a person in real life. Mm. Like, Conveniently enough, and what kind of profile picture do all of these individuals usually have? Nine times out of ten, it's a picture of Regina George. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally so true. I mean, I don't think I'm two small schools when mm -hmm. I was coming up, so I don't know if we necessarily had mean girls, but there was definitely like cliques, and mm -hmm. you know, these are the rich white kids, rich white girls. You know, they're kind of. I mean, they didn't really talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my middle school had more mean girls than high school definitely did, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I definitely, yeah, you come across mean girls in real life. Oh, yeah, for sure. All the time. And the lesson here is, you know, like we just said, you come across them in real life all the time. So they're not better than you. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, there's nothing of substance there, right? Um, right? Many people idolize mean girls because these characters are living a life that they're not, you know, these people want to be mean in real life, they want to get away with it, they want to have all the money, and they mimic the personality traits of these mean girls in real lives, but like we said, for all of these characters, being mean didn't work out in their favor. It didn't. You, One of them got hit by a bus. <laughs> one of them got killed. Mm -hmm. Or allegedly. Almost got killed. <laughs> Was tried to, you know, somebody tried to yeah. kill her. Katie, she saw being a mean girl wasn't really it, you know? Mm -hmm. Brooke, she didn't get Lucas in the end, but I'm, Brooke, she's fun. <laughs> yeah. Brooke, you know, or what's her name got Chuck, but like that's not really a prize. No, but that's what <laughs> she wanted as a mean girl. So I guess she got what she wanted. <laughs> but like we're saying, that is not. <laughs> that's not a good thing to celebrate um <laughs> but if it didn't work out for these mean girls and they have all the means to make it work out right they're rich they're white they're women like there's nothing that would be in the way on that regard of them getting their way but it still didn't work out because being mean gets you nowhere so if it didn't work out for regina george it's definitely not gonna work out for you if it didn't work out for blair waldorf think it's not going to work out for you, you know, mm -hmm. just we need to keep these characters in boxes and, you right. know, the media we watch them on and not try to be like them in real life. Mm -hmm. because, and plus karma is a real yeah. thing in real life, so. And then mm -hmm. karma aside, like, you're going to be mean to the wrong person and someone's going to beat you up. 
if not yeah, do something you. worse. Like, I mean, we see nowadays social media shows it all. Like, okay. y'all, these Karens be getting swung on. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> stop being mean. Stop it. Stop it. But this episode was pretty fun. Um, who were some of your favorite mean girls? I know we missed a few. Um, I think Cheryl from Riverdale, mm -hmm. which I never watched that show, so I wouldn't know. Same. I'm sure there's quite a few we missed. I've never seen Heather's, though, so that surprised me. Mm -hmm. Do you think Maddie from Euphoria would be a mean girl? I've toyed with this answer before. And, like, it's hard for me to say just because, like, she hasn't really done anything that's super, like, mean more so than, like, illegal. <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like the meanest thing she's ever done was, like, say whatever she said, said to Kat, and she didn't even really say anything. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Unless I, it's just been a while since I've watched Euphoria mm -hmm. and I just can't remember. But like, I don't think she was ever really mean to anybody. Hmm. I'm not sure. I feel like there was one scene in the like first episode where she's being mean to somebody, but I can't oh, really remember. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, I can't really remember. So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. But mm -hmm. I do think they were setting her up to be a mean girl. And mm -hmm. it just didn't go that way i guess we had too many <laughs> plot yeah going on for <laughs> to include that but i don't know i feel like she could maybe if we sat with her for a little bit more mm -hmm. and saw how she acted to people that are not main characters yeah yeah, yeah. well shit cat was a mean girl <laughs> i forgot about cat cat was mean <laughs> She's not a mean girl, but mm -hmm. she was. She she, she had an attitude mean. problem. Yeah, she turned <laughs> mean after like the first season. Yeah, but yeah, these are not great people, and all of us want to be great people, right? We should. Yeah, so let's. <laughs> Why would we act like them? We wouldn't, right? Because we are all good people. Our friends and family of the pod. We're amazing and we would never be mean unless someone deserved it. <laughs> Amen. But that's all we have for you guys. We will see you next week with another episode. We love you love and we you. hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye.